Every once in a while I tell you that it's very important that when we preach or when we're talking and when we're teaching that it's about going forward. Because see, sometimes the things that we will say, you know what I mean? You'll see that you missed the mark or missed the boat yesterday, you know. And if you're not careful, you know what I mean, you'll let that define your future. But, you know, each day when he said his mercies are new every morning, he's offering us a fresh start, you know. If, if you've had victory from yesterday, it's a, it's a great propulsion. If yesterday somehow, you know what I mean, that, you know, uh, uh, it was a bad day, <laughs> you know, uh, then that can carry over into the next day if you don't close the day's door, okay? Learning from yesterday is a, is a good thing, but, you know, living by yesterday is not. We live by faith, we live by promises, and we live by the goodness of God that is promised to us each day and every day. And because that is guaranteed, we don't rush through the day, but we're not afraid of tomorrow either. Amen, because of the greatness and goodness of God. Today, we're going to talk about the path of life. The path of life. And uh, how that there really is a life path. All right? So if you'll give me the scriptures there that just kind of uh, lay some, you know, uh, oh. In the way of righteousness is life, and its pathway there is no death. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Jesus said to him, him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So just a few scriptures that set the tone for us this morning. And uh, what I have today is, is not so much preaching, but hopefully insightful Uh, with regard to uh, the path of life. What is death? The loss of life. It is not just merely an event that happens. It is a process that takes place. What is life? Life is God. 
while there are different categories where life exists, there's the plant life, there's the animal life, there's human life, there's eternal life. Life is a spirit. There's the birth of life, the path of life, the book of life, the choice of life, and the person of life. All life gets its life from God. It gets it all from God. Everything Jesus taught and did was about life. When he healed the sick and cast out the demons and cleansed the lepers, he was restoring life. When he proclaimed the gospel, the good news, he was seeking to save and to restore that spiritual life that was lost in Adam's sin. Thank God this morning for the cross. Amen. And for the resurrection. We call it right and wrong. Scripture calls it life and death. Whoa. Amen. The Bible speaks to the dimensions of life. It speaks to the natural life. It speaks to that uh, spiritual life, the body, the soul, and the spirit. If you remember when Moses went ahead and, you know, was outlining uh, and also trying to get the people with regard to their choices, he In Deuteronomy 28, he says that if you choose the Lord, if you choose his way, if you choose to to walk, and what do you do when you walk? You are walking someplace. You are walking in something. You are going from one point, you know, to another point. He says that your life will be blessed Naturally, you shall be blessed where? Whether you live in the city or in the country, you'll be blessed whether you're a farmer or whether you're a computer technician. You will be blessed whether you're a preacher or a layperson. You will be blessed by choices. It was Joshua that said, choose you this day whom you will serve. In other words, who is going to be God and Lord of of your life? You see, real life is more than a beating heart. 
It is more than a working body. Real life is the vitality that only comes from God and in God. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? And then he says something else, that he is not only in that passage of Scripture in his reference. He's not, he says, I'm not only the way, but I am the middleman. No man comes to the Father but by me. He says, I'm the mediator. I am the connector to the God kind of life. I am the middle one, and I mean that officiates, as it were, this life, and he called it abundant life. What I love about making God choices is that you are creating sacred possibilities. Choose. And he points out, you know, the results of your choices. In other words, what's he doing? He has given us a portrait of making choices. And oh, how we need to go ahead and get a, you know, a, a picture and retain those pictures in our portrait, in our mind. It'll help us with our decisions. Amen? Yeah. Now, we're not talking this morning, you know, obviously we must start on the path of life, you know, and receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Well, we're talking about the journey itself. The journey that really has to do with, you know, your earthly walk. What happens on a daily basis. Of course, always having the anticipation in the finale of it, it all coming together, you know, in the eternal home and in the resurrection. It promises the dreams and desires will be realized, good success. In God's ways, you Discover God's will. The ways of God will always lead you to the will of God. Some people are trying to discover the will of God, and all they need to do is walk the revealed ways of God. And you will end up being in the will of God. It's not complicated as sometimes we like to or can make it. The paths of God. In the western United States, if you have vacationed there and, you know, followed and visited, you know, the uh, uh, historical pathways of our forefathers who had paved the way to discovery of new lands. 
they say that you will still see ruts of old wagon trails left by pioneers from the 1800s. It was so well-traveled. It was so indelible into the earth that even signs of it are still there. In that, there was brave men that scouted out those trails. And some paid for their lives in order to find the best way of crossing the great American desert to reach, of course, the Rocky Mountain Passes. Yes, these were not mere ruts and tracks in the sand, but they are tracks of safety leading to the final and desired destination. They led to watering holes. They guided you to forts of protection. Give you shelter from weather. The idea was to find deliverance from many of the dangers and troubles and frustrations. Think about it. They are They were trails. Well, friend, this morning, there are trails of God. There are paths of God. Yes. Trails of God. They have on them paths of security and protection and provision. On them, there are peace and rest along the way. It's not paths, it's path. Amen? Yes. These paths, and the prophet wrote about, and he called them old paths. Think about it. These paths that consist of righteousness, consist of love and faithfulness, justice and goodness, they have a straightness to them. There is understanding in them. There is holiness in them. Yes, while they are diversified, they really are in unity. The path, the path. There is a way that seems right, but the end thereof is death. Imagine ending up and becoming surprised. We don't have to be. No. Yes, we can discover the right path, the right way. It was the prophet Jeremiah, and I believe we had it on our scripture, stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient past 
Ask where is the good way and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. It's not about going backwards. It's about finding the path. The path. The path for your feet. The path for your ways. The beauty of the paths of God are this. They are paths of light. For the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining brighter until the full light of day. It is paths of joy, according to Proverbs. It says... You have made known to me the path of life, and you will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures of your right hand. Imagine paths, he says, that are pleasantness and peaceful. Paths that provide security. Proverbs 10, verse 9. And also paths of life and immortality. I don't know about you, but I kind of like life. And I don't want anything taking it away. I want to be on the path. The path that has life in it. The overarching element of, of life. Yes, there are valleys But there is security in our valleys when we are walking the path on the path of life. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because we have a guaranteed presence who has walked the valley. Yes, praise the Lord. The valley that's spoken of in this passage of Scripture is a physical valley, a physical location, a circumstances. It is Scott even referenced this morning. It doesn't make any difference. God is with you in your valley. The path of life. Even though... It sometimes is steep, winding. It leads to green pastures and still waters. He is talking about how shepherds would have to go through, you know, and in this steep and sometimes dangerous way, just like the story of the Good Samaritan, the same route fell into robbers and thieves. The good Samaritan will always come along. Hallelujah. Amen. Because he walks through the valley. He does not watch from a distance. He does not just call to you from the other side. 
Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. To Abraham, he said the promise. He said, Abraham, you know, you might not always go in the right direction. This is paraphrasing, but he says, I'm going to go you even if you're going wrong. (laughs) Because I'm going to get you back to the right path. Amen. And that's just not a, uh, I mean, that's a pretty encouraging thing because sometimes improvements can be made on decisions. There is a Lord of the valley, the shepherd. Rather than take and despair your valleys, how about us? we discover what's in the valley, the path of life? All right, number one, there is relationship in the valley. Lo, I am with you always. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. It is the opportunity to enjoy, you know, your relationship. To increase and draw closer. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. I believe what Jesus said in John chapter 7. He said that there's a river in the valley. It says out of your innermost being shall flow, flow rivers of living water. Where do you find rivers? In the valley. You find waterfalls in the mountain, but you find rivers in the valley. Where it becomes, you know what I mean? The collecting point of the waters of life. As you travel our countryside today, particularly around here, have you ever seen such life? Have you ever seen such abundance of life in the various fields? All because of the water. The water. He is a river of life. In the valley, it is a river of rejoicing. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in her midst. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. There is coming a day for rejoicing, you know, in the midst of your valley because he walks with you through the valley it is the river there of redemption revelations 22 
in one. And he showed me a pure river of the water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb. Oh, yes. We are not left in, in our valleys. Not at all. We shall look at some of the benefits of this way of the valley. The path of life is, the, is a life that's prepared by God through Jesus Christ. It is a path and a life that is not just for salvation off the earth, but the benefits of living on the earth. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Amen. And it's all about what God has said and what Jesus has done. An abundant life. A kingdom that is joy and peace and righteousness. In the Holy Ghost, in the Spirit of the Lord. So somebody says, would you help me with the word righteousness? And of course, trying to simplify it, righteousness simply means to be fair, as in not cheating, true to a standard. Ah, be fair. Don't cheat. The standard of, of Christ. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your enemies and do good to those that hate you and despitefully use you. On the path of life, you have the Holy Spirit. He's your guide and he's your director. The helper, he will come and he will teach you. Everybody needs to be a student under the teaching of the Holy Spirit. He will always pull out the teacher's manual. <laughs> Amen? You get all the insights. You know, I, I never did like that. I, I mean, I, I get things, and, you know, they will have a student's manual and a teacher's manual. Student manual is full of questions. Teacher's manual is full of answers. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Amen? Amen. Give me the teacher's manual because it's full of answers. Yes. Hallelujah. He's an information center. He's going to hear what is going on, and he's going to bring to you the conversations that's happening in the council of God, in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what it says. He hears and he will speak and he'll tell you of things to come. He's, he's an information center. 
He's not one that's creating darkness in your path. He is one that's creating light in your path. The path of the righteous is as a shining light. Amen. See, when the sun gets, starts to break, it's time to get up. Now, you're not in full force. You're just getting dressed. <laughs> yeah, but as you walk throughout the day, you know, your dressing turns into, you know, the day itself. It's as a shining light. So, you know, maybe what's happening right now is not, you know, fully developed. But when the end of the day comes, and by that I don't mean the 24-hour day, because this is the day the Lord has made, and let us rejoice and be glad in it. My day has not yet come, but it will turn out, as Paul said, God works all things together for good who love him and love his appearing. In other words, they really have an eye for God. They have an eye for Jesus Christ. They have an eye for the Holy Spirit. He's your information center, your guide, your director. He is the one that will protect you from hitchhikers. You see, hitchhikers can't ride with you unless you pick them up. Don't pull over and open the door. Amen? Yeah. He says, I'll protect you from hitchhikers when those things, whatever it might be, even to the point of anxiety and fear and doubt, you know, that begin to, you know, call the things of God into question. I'm not pulling over. I'm not pulling over. That reminds me, I got stopped by the cop last night. It's my fault. I didn't, I didn't break any laws. But as many of you know, that, that, that cell phone is not good in many of the areas. And so... so Oh, did you people understand it that way? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, he's up here, basically at the top of the hill. You know what I mean? He was on the phone with our son, Mark. And, and they were in conversation. And so, you know, the minute that you break the hill, you know, all self-service leaves. And, you know, so I pulled up to the, the side road stop sign and just sat there. You know, waiting for my wife to... I was honoring her. <laughs> she, was still, she was still talking, not me. I'm going to tell you what 
tell this story. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, he, he had pulled into that little short road there, and he sat there a little bit, and, and I said, honey, we got to get going because, you know what I mean, there's a car coming, and, and we don't want to, you know, want to get out of the way. So the minute I... I <laughs> So I pulled on the Highway 10, and there these lights go on, you know. But when he did check my record, it was clean. Yes. <laughs> oh, but you know, there's, don't, don't pick up hitchhikers. <laughs> Anxiety and, f- oh, she's not a hitchhiker, no, no. <laughs> But anxiety and fear and, you know what I mean? And, and, and even sins and things that they're just, they're just not paths of life, okay? They diminish the life, okay? They, they, don't, they don't necessarily, you know, kill it, but they impair it, okay? And so we don't want to let that, that happen uh, as we are walking this pathway of life. Ask my musicians to come this morning. Just a couple points on the pathway of life of a Christian. What should it look like? You know what I mean? Where are we walking to? What are we developing? Number one, the path of a life Christian (coughs) takes refuge in God. This is all from Psalm 16. Keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. The beauty of this is, is that, and I'll just use a couple examples, that if your kids are safe when they go to school, in God, because what a Christian does, you know, he takes refuge, he trusts in, he relies upon the Lord. We take refuge in him. And so your kids are safe when they go to school. If you happen to go into surgery, you're safe because you take refuge in the almighty God. If change comes into your life, you know, you're safe because you have a refuge. Amen? You have a refuge. This this path of life. He's the one, according to Deuteronomy, who goes with me and does not forsake me. The path of life Christian is, is one who doesn't lack any good thing. 
Psalm 16 and 2. My goodness. It will not depart from you. My goodness is nothing apart from you. Yes. All of the inconsistencies, the weaknesses of our character, and we all have them. It's all flawed. But we recognize the flawness of ourselves, but the completeness of our Savior. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. Our future is not sin. Our future is righteousness. Amen? The path of life is a Christian who delights in other believers. As for the saints, David is saying here, who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. David is not talking about the great heroes of faith like Noah and Abraham. He's thinking of those people that are in his living world. Absolutely. The community of believers that's surrounding his life at this time. And it's when he is running from Saul and Saul is trying to take his life. He is, he said, I'm so glad for the community and for the believers that are around me, you know, in the valley or up on the mountain tops. He's so grateful for his believing friends that David treasured them highly. Yes. Would you, and you notice Paul's thoughts concerning us. Every one of his letters except Galatians, he talks about them. He opens up his letters about them. He remembers their work of faith, their labor of love, and their patience of hope. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. I found something interesting. I'll submit to you this morning is the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. Let me go to my notes on that. It says, our Father. It says, give us. It says, forgive us. Lead us. Deliver us. Oh, I think as the church grasps this, you know, that our prayer is as a member of God's family. It's not just about me. It's about us. Amen. Yes, while we're individuals, we are not to be isolated individuals. We are approaching God and we begin to pray, you know, to the fatherhood of God of all of us. Expanding our prayer, the field of our prayer, 
so when he said, teach us to pray, Jesus breaks in and says, it's not about you. It's about us. Give the Lord a praise. Amen. And you don't have to worry because you are included in the us. And you're asking for the blessing that you want for yourself to be upon everyone else. Hallelujah. In your community that is part of your believing, you know, entourage, so to speak. Your household of faith. An invitation to pray as a member of God's family. Amen? Absolutely. Turning prayer into something bigger than just our personal desires, but into a prayer that covers every one. Amen? Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. As you stand with me this morning. Amen. Do not leave the path of life. Stay on it. Yes. And sometimes it might seem like a rut, but it leads to safety, to water holes. It leads, you know what I mean? Actually, home. Praise the Lord. The path of life. You will show me the path of life. You don't get it all in the same day. Now, you get up and the light shines as the shining of the day. Praise the Lord. Amen. That just gives you a little insight on God's position, God's promise. Amen? Absolutely. And then, of course, we have the options of choices along the way. Choose life. There may be things that seem right, but they could end up not being right. He doesn't leave us in the dark to walk in confusion because the center, I mentioned this during the message, let me conclude with it. The center of being in his will is living according to his ways. Because when you walk according to his ways, he can lead you into his will. Amen? Right. Praise the Lord. So more concentration on walking in his ways and you will be in his will. Go with God and he's going with you today. Praise the Lord.